It's a Saturday afternoon in 1997 in Independence, Iowa, a small town 60 miles west of Dubuque. Tanya Maddox throws her keys in her purse and checks her lipstick in the mirror by the door one last time. It's shopping day. Years ago, this was her favorite day of the week. She'd stroll down Main Street, popping in at the pharmacy, then into Wilson's to admire the new shoes in stock, on to Bill's dollar store for odds and ends. At each place, she'd happily stop in to chat for a moment. But it's not like that anymore. Hold your horses, Bobby. I'm coming. Tanya's 72. She walks slowly to the green taxi cab. Bob, the balding driver, tips his hat at her. I thought you didn't hear me. Just not as quick as I used to be, Bob. Bob navigates through what used to be downtown. There's still a handful of places open. A florist, a post office, a salon. But there are more boarded up buildings than not. It's been over five years since most of the stores closed. But it's still painful to see this. A lot of memories on this street. Tanya nods. I remember watching all the TVs in the windows of Sam's Electronics as a kid. I thought it was pure magic. Did Sam come out and give you a piece of candy when he saw you out there? (laughs) Yep, a grape lollipop every time. They're both silent as Bob drives, remembering those days. They pull into a giant parking lot on the outskirts of town. Bob stops the car. Tanya sits for a moment looking at the enormous building in front of her and the name emblazoned on it. Walmart. She remembers when it first came into town, promising good deals and jobs. Bill's dollar store tried desperately to hold on. They ran sale after sale after sale, but it didn't matter. Walmart priced their goods just a little lower, and the people of Independence just couldn't resist a better deal. Bob looks at her, concerned. You okay? Oh, sorry. Uh, Just got lost in thought. Thanks, Bob. It takes her a moment to adjust to the noise, the bright lighting, the overpacked aisles in the sprawling store. She hates this place. But she needs new socks, batteries for her hearing aids, and toilet paper. No stores in Independence sell these items anymore. Independence, Iowa is not an anomaly. Walmart has chewed through towns across the country, driving out local businesses. Seems like nothing can stop them. But this brick and mortar behemoth is about to face a voracious super predator. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana has unmistakably unique culture, world-class cuisine, and the nation's top-ranked workforce development program. This incredible state's business environment is powerful, rich, and diverse. 
It's the gateway to 38 states and the world with a port system delivering the most domestic cargo in the U.S. It's also where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will transport the first women to the moon. Discover Louisiana's investment resources at OpportunityLouisiana.com to learn how your company can gain a competitive advantage in Louisiana. From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. In the last episode, Jeff Bezos started Amazon.com as a website to sell books. Within two years, it became a major competitor to Barnes & Noble, the biggest bookseller in the United States, besting them in online sales. Now, Bezos is ready to go beyond books and take on America's number one retailer, Walmart. But growing big and growing fast comes with some unexpected challenges. It doesn't take long for Walmart to become aware that this new website is gunning for them. And Walmart doesn't like competition. This is Episode 2, Provoking the Giant. It's 1996 in Bentonville, Arkansas. Walmart CEO David Glass sits in his office while a young man from the IT department taps keys on his computer. Glass can just imagine what Sam Walton, the legendary founder of Walmart, would say. He passed away four years ago, but Glass still hears his voice echo in his head. All these computers won't replace the good old-fashioned work of visiting your stores in person. Walton wasn't a big fan of technology. But Glass got good at convincing him when an investment was necessary. The magic words were always, if we do this, we can save money and lower prices. If you could persuade Walton that was true, he would agree to almost anything. That's how Glass convinced Walton to build a company-wide computer network, to add barcodes to their products for more accurate sales data, and to build their own satellite system to connect all the corporation's operations in the most efficient way. But Glass's true pride is Retail Link, a system that allows manufacturers to check point-of-sale data directly to see trends and adjust their production and shipping accurately. Now, Retail Link will go online, assuming everything goes according to plan. If it does, Walmart will insist that all their suppliers use the updated online program. Okay, all set. Glass lowers his reading glasses. He maneuvers the mouse over and clicks the button labeled Retail Link. Randy Mott, the company's chief information officer, stands behind Glass and watches. Retail Link is one of the most important aspects of Walmart's supply chain management. Industry analysts point to it as an example of Walmart's logistical tracking innovation that keeps it ahead of other stores. Mott knows this needs to work perfectly. He leans forward and points at a link that says Bentonville. Okay, click on that. Suddenly, 
a list of thousands of products appears, all sorted by department. Glass is momentarily surprised. He long wanted to be a professional baseball player, so his first stop is the sports department. He clicks on the link for Wilson baseball mitts. After a second, the page loads. It tells him they have 10 on the store floor and another five in the back. You did it! Suppliers won't have to call in to get this info. This is fantastic! The IT tech grins, too. Mott feels his shoulders relax. He presses on. So all our manufacturers can run this with just a normal desktop computer and internet access. The IT tech can't resist talking about the future implications. Right, but soon we can make a website for customers, not just suppliers, so they can order from the internet. I bought a book from that new Amazon website last week. Just got it yesterday. It was pretty cool. Suddenly, there's an awkward silence in the room. Glass gives the IT guy a withering look. The tech realizes he's touched a nerve. Actually, it, it wasn't that cool. Glass softens. It wasn't a stupid idea. In fact, executives have talked a lot about developing an online store for customers. We'll get something up like that eventually, but it's not a high priority. And that's because most of their customers are primarily rural and low income. In 1996, only 22% of Americans are using the Internet, giving Walmart, with its massive brick-and-mortar stores, a big advantage over Amazon. Mott steps in to smooth things over. For now, we're doing this like we always have, using technology when we can cut our own costs so we can pass that on to the consumer. The strategy wins the day at Walmart, for now. But they're unaware of how quickly the ground is shifting beneath their feet. It's a little after two in the morning on December 21st, 1997. Jeff Bezos stands in the middle of the Amazon warehouse. Everyone has stopped their work and is looking at him. They're running on fumes. Their hair is wild, their skin pale. Dark circles ring their eyes. Look! I know you're all working around the clock, at your desks during the day, packing boxes at night. And I know some of you don't even work here. You just love someone who does. And you're doing all this because you understand that the future of our company, not to mention your stock options, rides on us playing Santa and getting these products to our customers by Christmas Eve. Down an aisle surrounded by stacks of Danielle Steele's newest book, a young woman elbows her boyfriend in the ribs. When he's not packing books, he's a programmer with Amazon. At the front of the room, Bezos continues. You're living off of coffee and frozen burritos. You're sleeping in your cars for a few hours before coming to work. The young woman stands up straighter. She thinks Bezos is going to offer gratitude to his employees or some kind of relief. But Bezos has something different in mind. Let's make this a little more fun. Let's have a competition to see who can pack orders the fastest. I don't know what it'll be yet, but there'll be some kind of sweet prize for the winner. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) On your marks, get set, go! The young coder grabs another box and slices it open, unloading the books as fast as he can. His girlfriend shakes her head, putting her hand on his arm. Stop! You're a coder. We're not playing this game. It's insane! Her boyfriend shrugs and looks around worriedly. He doesn't want anyone to overhear her speaking ill of the company or Bezos. 
It's Christmas. We may be an online retailer, but just like any store, this is the most important time of year. We all have to pitch in. There's pitch in, and then there's kill yourself, okay? This is the third graveyard shift you work this week, on top of your normal job. Oh, come on, it's fine. It's just for a couple more days. <sighs> fine. Well, at least you get to go to bed early tomorrow. The coder looks at her blankly. He has no idea what she's talking about. My cousin is dancing the part of Clara in the Nutcracker. We have to go. The coder looks at his feet. If they ask me to work, I have to stay. Are you kidding me? I can't ask for time off. Come on, you know that's not how it's done here. You know how parking's super expensive around our office? His girlfriend nods, not sure why he's bringing this up. Bezos would rather pay for our parking than pay for bus passes even though they'd be way cheaper because he doesn't want us to have to leave work to catch a bus. He wants us to have a car so we never have to leave. That's crazy. The coder shrugs. It's the culture. Uh, look over there. The girlfriend looks down the aisle and sees a woman flattening boxes. That's our publicist. And look at him. Then he points to a bearded man wheeling a cart full of packed envelopes. That's our COO. His girlfriend shakes her head. Look, I'm not an expert, but working your entire staff around the clock doesn't seem like a sustainable business model. It's nuts. This is not sustainable. We cannot go through another holiday season like that. It's December 30th, 1997. Jeff Bezos is sitting across from Joy Covey, the company's CFO, They've survived the chaotic holiday season, but just barely. Amazon needs to get its house in order if it's going to grow at the rate Bezos has in mind. Covey nods vigorously. She dropped out of high school at 15, but she ultimately graduated from Harvard Law School. From there, she worked as an investment banker before getting swept up in the dot-com craze. Most importantly, unlike many people who work for Amazon, she is not intimidated by Bezos. No arguments here. Seems like you have the tech talent right here to figure out how to make things work more smoothly. Yeah, but we don't have anyone who knows about the back end of retail. We know how to sell a customer a product, but we need someone who understands the logistics of how you actually move products from a manufacturer to a customer. Yeah, someone who knows the ins and outs of good old-fashioned infrastructure. Yeah, right, a, a distribution expert. Who do you have in mind? I know from your face you already have someone you want. Bezos pulls out a Wall Street journal and flips to the third page. He spins it around so it faces her. Covey skims the page and looks for which article he could be referring to. Finally, her eyes land on a headline. Walmart celebrates its first $100 billion sales year. Covey looks up from the article to Bezos. He's smirking, eyebrows raised. No way! Bezos is grinning. You know if you go after Walmart executives, the company will come after you. Look, Joy, when it comes to organization, there is no better company. Their supply chain management is the best in the world. We need their knowledge. That part of your idea is genius. But right now, Walmart barely knows we exist. We're a bookseller for the liberal elite. They're selling underwear to farmers. There's not a whole lot of overlap in our customers, you know. 
But if Walmart starts seeing us as competition, Jeff, I'm telling you, you know what Walmart does to competition. Ask any of those five and dime stores that used to dot the U.S. Everyone said I couldn't take on Barnes and Noble, right? And I did. Walmart's a little different, Jeff. Bezos shrugs. We're going to compete with them someday. We may as well start now. I think this is where I say something like, hang tight, it's going to be a bumpy ride, or you're nuts. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. Let's see what big bad Walmart's got. Until now, Walmart has only been dimly aware of Amazon. But Bezos is about to announce his presence to them in a major way. And they won't take kindly to his arrival. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. It's summer 1998, and Jeff Bezos is giving a warehouse tour to the latest Walmart executive he's trying to woo. We're growing at a rate of 300%, so we need to design a warehouse system that can operate at least 10 times greater than our current capacity. Jimmy Wright, Walmart's former vice president of distribution, surveys the warehouse. Without putting much thought into it, he can think of at least five things he'd change to make it more efficient. He'd automate as much as possible, put blinking lights on aisles and shelves to help workers find products, and he'd install machines called crisp plants, which can scan and sort items. He's expressionless when he turns to Bezos. Well, to start with, you set this up stupidly, so it's going to be a big challenge. Bezos stifles a sigh. He's been courting Wright for months. A different Walmart executive he poached months ago swore that Wright was the only person in America who could do what Bezos wanted. No one understands distribution logistics like he does, and Bezos was warned that Wright could be blunt to the point of rudeness. And remind me again what you want to be shipping? <sighs> Bezos has been over this countless times. He knows Wright is just asking again to ruffle his feathers, and he refuses to give in. We're moving into electronics and toys next. After that, who knows? I need you to be able to ship anything short of an aircraft carrier. As he talks, 
The months of frustration of dealing with this guy mount up, and Bezos gets more and more agitated. Can you do that? We've been doing this for months. At a certain point, you need to make a commitment or else I'm going to think you're not up to the job and I'll stop wasting my time with you. Rick's right. I am the only one who can do this. <laughs> Fortunately for you, I'm going to say yes. The two men shake hands. Over the next year, Wright spends $300 million revamping Amazon's distribution, including buying five more warehouses around the country. Bezos is now ready for the next phase of expansion. He's going to take on another major retailer, Toys R Us. And he's not playing games. Come on, come on, come on. It's December 1999, and a buyer for Amazon is getting impatient. She's struggling to keep the most popular toys of the season, all things Pokemon, in stock. Toys have proven a lot harder to break into than books. There's no central distributor for toy makers, so Amazon has to negotiate individually with each toy manufacturer. If Amazon wants to rule Toyland, it has to accurately anticipate fads and order enough product months before holiday season. And Amazon vastly underestimated the Pokemon craze. Plus, Amazon is competing directly with experienced toy sellers like Toys R Us who know exactly how to navigate the complex world. Toys R Us is unaware that it's in Amazon's crosshairs. It doesn't get that Bezos will stop at nothing to crush the company. Right now, Bezos's workers are going flat out to corner the market on the season's most coveted toys. They've gone to the physical stores and loaded carts with what's on the shelf. Now, Amazon deploys buyers to nab the rest of them online. That is, if they have anything left. They have it! They have it! Amazon's online buyer's boss rushes over. She's elated. Thank God! We got you, Pikachu! Toys R Us is offering free shipping, too. Oh, this is amazing! Big win for us. Fill up the cart. Buy as many as you can. I'll buy them, too. We'll get around whatever limits they have. But we'll be paying retail. Are you sure it's okay to give Toys R Us all this money? I mean, we'll lose money on all these toys. The boss nods her head as she loads up from the Toys R Us website. Ugh, their site is so slow. No wonder they have so many in stock. Anyway, yes, it's fine. Jeff's all about the long game. We don't compete. We kill the competition. Got it. That's really smart. When the website asks how many dolls to drop in the shopping cart, the buyer tentatively types 20. They add them to her cart. She increases the amount to 50. They get added to her cart. She increases it to 100. Added to her cart. She pauses for a moment, then shrugs. Let's just see. She increases the amount to 500. Added to her cart. Boss, I don't think there are any quantity limits. Her boss rushes back, shaking her head in amazement. <laughs> Amateurs, buy all of them. Ship them straight over to our warehouse in Nevada. Amazon is able to keep the Pokemon toys in stock, while Toys R Us and other toy retailers with newly launched websites are plagued by outages and glitches. Clearly, Bezos doesn't want to share his toys. And this assault on Toys R Us 
Well, that was a war game to him. Now, he sees that with online supremacy, he can corner an industry. Soon, more dominoes will fall, and Walmart is watching with growing alarm. I think that covers everything for today. It's January 2000, and Walmart CEO David Glass is meeting with the next CEO of the company. Glass has been with the company 24 years, 12 of those as CEO. Now the board has tapped H. Lee Scott, who's worked at Walmart since 1979. He's known for being humble and a stickler for the rules. The board wants a steady hand to keep sailing the ship. Walmart is doing well. There's no need to mess with what's working. The two are just finishing up their latest transition meeting when something occurs to Glass. One more thing. You really need to do something about this guy. Glass throws down a copy of the previous month's Time magazine. Jeff Bezos' bald head glistens on the cover. He's Time's 1999 Man of the Year. You know, I tried suing them for poaching. Nothing came of it, of course. Scott nods. Walmart's case against Amazon was settled with Amazon paying almost no damages. But this Amazon thing... It's small potatoes now, but I have a bad feeling. You're going to want to nip it in the bud. Scott flips through the article. He knows about Bezos and already has some ideas about how to deal with him. And those ideas had better be kill shots. Because toys and books, they were just target practice for Jeff Bezos. In our next episode, Walmart tries to neutralize Amazon once and for all and Bezos pursues a risky new strategy that pushes his team to the limit once again. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. You'll find a link on the episode notes. If you tap or swipe over the cover art, you'll also see some offers from our sponsors, and we hope you'll support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've heard, it would be great if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. Another way to support us is by answering a short survey. Just go over to wondery.com survey. And while you're there, don't forget to tell us what business war stories you'd like to hear. A quick note about the conversations in this episode. We can't know exactly what was said at the time, but this dialogue is based on our best research. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Amazon, we'd recommend The Everything Store by Brad Stone. I'm your host, David Brown. Austin Rackless wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. We're wondering. Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Arisha. And we're the hosts of Even the Rich. So I want you to imagine you're about to go on stage and perform in front of 30,000 cheering fans. You pop a cough drop, take some deep breaths, tell yourself, you can do this. And that's when your brother steps into your dressing room. He tells you the police are here. Either you clean up your act or you'll get arrested. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
But you just laugh and say, good, because the you in this story is Madonna. You're going to give the police a moment they'll never forget. Ooh, so what happens next? If you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the newest season of Even the Rich, The Making of Madonna. Follow on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free.